Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 119. Uh, This will be a continuation of the coming of a Savior uh, as we make our way through the anticipation of the revealing of Jesus Christ. This will be day eight. And today we are going to be continuing where we left off out of Isaiah chapter 53. We're going to read verses six and ending in verse 12. So I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on this. I pray that it is a blessing. and God speaks to your heart with the words of Scripture, uh, fresh and anew, like you've never experienced it before. So let's begin. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, yet Who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made the intercession for the transgressors. There is a a deep sadness in the early part of this reading and the reality of this dark night of the soul, if you will. And I hope that in hearing this and following it, you you begin to 
maybe even just taste a little of the weight of uh, the weight of what he took in our place, in our stead, in our uh, really it, it belonged to us, the punishment he bore, because it was indeed the sin of our own selves that he took upon himself. Because, see, we read, like sheep, we all have gone astray, and the Lord laid on him. So God laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's a really sobering thing here in verse 10. It's very sobering. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. In the previous verse before, it tells us that Jesus, this, this man, God in flesh, there was no deceit in his mouth. An innocent man. But because God so wanted to restore relationship with his people, he desired to be once again connected to the to the place of the garden in the hearts of his people he desired that so much that it was his will to crush and cause suffering in his only begotten son that should make you feel valuable it should make you feel desired in a a life in a world that could really care less about you and where you are. That should make you feel seen, appreciated, valued, identified, recognized. You see, the value of something is only what someone is willing to pay for it. And we see that here in both the physical, that is the physical body of Christ, and also the spiritual, the implications that are tied to that which um, Christ accomplished on our behalf. We should find in Christ infinite value for ourselves. It's good to see rightly that we don't bring anything to the table it you know it's it's the question that david sings out to god in prayer who am i that you would be mindful of me but it's it's the answer the response of god that sings back over you that you are the one that I desire. And he sings that over each one of us individually, and that's the beauty of it, that because God shows no favoritism, he can uniquely and individually desire us each individually beyond anything else. And so it was the Lord's will to crush and cause his servant, Jesus, the Messiah, to suffer. But 
the wonderful thing comes in verse 11. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. You see, he goes on to say in verse 12, because he poured out his life unto death, that is the requirement of the portion among the great, the dividing of the spoils with the strong. It is because he, Jesus the Messiah, poured out his life unto death. It is a sobering reality to consider for us to experience life, that is, the light of life, we must pour out our lives unto death. Some that hear this are facing the reality of a physical death in the country that you're listening from. Uh, you have to keep th this type of thing secret. You can't speak of your faith or pro proclaim it um, among the rooftops, if you will, because there is the risk of death that happens every single day where you are. Here, as we, uh, as I record this in the United States, we face nothing like that. The worst thing that we can experience is a little bit of pushback on social media. So we lack the understanding of what that's like. But those in other countries can feel that, this pouring out yourself unto death. There, there is a death of self that must transpire, that must occur in each one of our lives, that we say, it is no longer I that lives, but it is Christ that lives in me. And I will follow him wherever he leads me, whether that is to, whether that is to a a, a life that is full of uh, favor and blessing, both materially and beyond, or it is a life unto poverty with a day-by-day -day requirement of faith upon the provision of the Lord. Whatever that looks like, it is you to say, I will follow after Jesus who will provide for me in whatever situation that I find myself in. I just want to be obedient to what he has for me. So it is an encouragement and is also a challenge that we find ourselves reading in today's reading in day eight of episode 119. So I pray that this is a blessing, that it encourages you, that it, it permits you to see Jesus through a lens that you've maybe never seen before. I pray that it awakens hope and excitement and an appreciation for both what he did for you, unto you, through you, as you, and by him that you can experience this light of life and be satisfied in the knowledge of, of the righteous servant that is Jesus. So I pray this is a blessing, and we will see you on the next one. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you. And in your house, I hope.